This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show. On a new generation of radio, the all-new and mightier 1090 AM. Good afternoon on a beautiful Wednesday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producer Jihei Wiley. Jihei, how are you? I am amazing on cloud nine because of that Duke win against Kentucky and Calipari last night. So again, I'm feeling epic. Right That's now, right. Rosh. Jihei is in studio wearing her Duke Blue Devils sweatshirt, her lucky Duke Blue Devils sweatshirt. She's very happy. She's still on cloud nine. Um, I was, while you were watching Duke, Jihei, I was at Staples Center last night watching the Clippers defeat the Portland Trailblazers 117-109. Fifth straight win for the Clippers. They are 6-4 and four on the season. And Jihei, they are looking like they could be a really good team. And here's why I say that. I kept saying at the beginning of the season, if this group can find a way to get them in playoff contention, if they're in that five, six, seven, eight seed and they get Kawhi back, watch out. I mean, listen, can you imagine if you were a top four seed and your reward for being a top four seed is playing the Clippers in the first round with a healthy and rested Kawhi? Forget about load management. You would be talking about going up against Kawhi fully healthy. Fully rested. Again, that's if things play out the way that uh, people are, are hoping here in Los Angeles for the Clippers. But they got that chemistry with this team. And I think that that is the one thing that this Clippers team has that the other team in town, the Lakers right now, don't have. I mean, the, 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 this group of guys likes to play together. And you look at the stat line. You look at the box score from the game last night. Paul George, 24 points. Reggie Jackson, 23 points. Nicholas Batum, 22 points. Avika Zubax, 11 points. Bledsoe, 11 points. This is a team that they're all playing as one right now. And right, listen, when you're missing your best player, the expectations are clearly going to be a lot lower. If the Clippers were 100% healthy this season, they would be, in my view, a top two favorite to win the West. And right now, they would be in the conversation with the Warriors. Still the Lakers, according to Vegas, but the Lakers have to get healthy. And even when they were healthy, Jihei, because, again, I think it's— you know, it's simple to kind of like say, well, listen, when they get LeBron James back, listen, we saw this team with Le- LeBron James and they did not look like a championship c- contending team. It's going to take some time. But Jihei, your, your Clippers, they look like a legitimate contender if and when they get Kawhi back. If this team can stay healthy, if they can kind of build on the momentum that they have right now, again, five straight wins, some good qual- quality wins. This team looks like it could be a problem in the first round, certainly in the playoffs if they get Kawhi back. I mean, no doubt. I don't think that that was ever the the doubt, right? That if they get Kawhi back and when they get Kawhi back, that this team is going to be, you know, in playoff contention. They they could possibly even win a championship. I think that, like, to your point, 
prior to. It's how they're playing now with one another, which is great. Them being on this five-game winning streak, uh, building up that momentum and that bond that they had with Kawhi um, in the mix. And it's great that Kawhi is actually there with them, right? Um, he's in the trenches still with them. He's yeah. still, you know, trying to make things happen and make things work with them and and be there as this ride continues without him, you know? So I think that that's a testament to him. That's a testament to the team. That's a testament to the organization for keeping those guys together. Because a lot of players, a lot of, sorry, a lot of organizations wouldn't even do that. Yeah. Right? They wouldn't even attempt to keep these guys together. They'd be like, well, you know, we want to pay certain guys. We want to not pay certain guys. So are you guys willing not to pay? Listen, with Steve Ballmer, I, I don't think, again, true, there is a salary true. cap in place. But I think when you're you're Steve Ballmer and he's courtside at all these games and he's seeing that the way these guys like to play together, the chemistry that these groups had, that this group has, and you saw it during the course of last year. You saw it in the playoffs last year. Again, when Kawhi goes down, the Clippers are going on the road to Utah. It looked like their season was done. It looked like their season was done. Listen, it was a good run. But then what happens? They beat Utah and they blow out the Jazz at Staples Center to advance to the first ever conference finals in franchise history. That group did that without Kawhi. Again, Kawhi got them to that point. Again, historical first round performance against the Mavericks. But then Paul George and Reggie Jackson, and Terrence Mann, and these guys just like bonded together. And then you transfer that during the summer when that entire group is together at the Summer League in Las Vegas. And again, th those guys don't have to be there. The, 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 that's the, the time where you go on vacation, you do your own thing. Courtside, at the NBA Summer League in Vegas, you had Ty Lue, you had Kawhi and Paul George and Reggie Jackson and, you know, Luke Kennard and I think Terrence Mann was there. I mean, this group likes to be together. They like to play together. You can't short sell that when you talk about chemistry in this league. The best teams have great chemistry. And that was the mistake I thought Rob Palinka made when he tried to change things. After the Lakers won that championship in 2020, the bond that was formed from those guys being in Orlando for 100 days, that is a strong bond. And so, yes, you can make moves here and there, but to try to like totally take a sledgehammer to that thing and recreate a championship from scratch, I just thought was a mistake. You're seeing the power of chemistry right now with the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, if you... If we take this back to the start of college basketball season, I'm just going to put that out there. Um, you see so many great teams that develop with one another over time, right? This isn't like something that just, and you're blessed if this happens, yeah. by the way. You're blessed if you guys all just bond in one year and then you guys can all go away by the wayside in one year. Um, but chemistry takes time, yeah. you know, sometimes guys they can just form that bond bond together. Um, but maybe it takes like a year or two, you know, maybe one, one season they all play like whatever. And then the next year they play extremely well with one another and they just mesh. They just needed that one piece like the Lakers did with AD. Sure. They just needed that one piece. And I think that that's the, a big piece. Obviously, yeah, no, well. of course, yeah. of course. Um, but with the Clippers, I think that that is one of the, that's the case with them. You know, they're a team that like, you know, they just need, a little bit more time, maybe that time, unfortunately, is 
this one extra year. Yeah. You know, for them all to bond together. It's obviously working because and they're winning without Kawhi. They are. And it's a good learning experience for a lot of the guys on the team, certainly the younger guys on the team. But Paul George, again, he was the perfect, I guess you could call him two guy, the n- number two person um, for a championship team. I think the thought process for a while was, well, He's fantastic, but can he be the number one guy for a championship contending team? He's at least showing he can be the number one guy for a playoff team, a championship contending team. Paul George last night recorded his fifth straight game with at least 20 points, five boards, five assists. That ties Blake Griffin for the longest streak in Clippers franchise history. And he, by the way, wins player of the week, looking like a most valuable player candidate. Again, if you're the most valuable player in the league, generally speaking, you're on a playoff team, you're on a top four team, you're on a contending team. Can the Clippers get there without Kawhi? I'm not sure, but it'll be very interesting how Kawhi blends in with this team. Does he you know, take his slot as the number one guy? Does he defer to Paul George because of the season that, that he's having? We got to remember, when Paul George was healthy with the Thunder, he I think he came in third for the most valuable player. I mean, he was a top three player. I mean, people are like t- talking about him like he's, you know, because of what happened in the bubble and a lot of stuff happened in the bubble, folks. Like it was just weird. We were in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, you have to realize that a lot of people handled that in their own unique way. He was a top three player. I mean, forget top five. I mean, forget top ten. I mean, he was a top three player, and he is playing like that right now. And so you got him playing like that. Reggie Jackson, Bledsoe, Zubats, man, Luke Kennard. If they're playing like that, they build that chemistry. And again, it's not like a learning curve. When Kawhi comes back, you're talking about a guy who's around that team, who's at the practice f- practice facility. He's a part of this team. It's not like you're bringing in a new piece. Yes, it's a guy who has not played this year, but it's a guy that they are very familiar with. And so there's not a learning curve. When Kawhi comes back, and if he comes back before the end of the season, the learning curve is not going to be so great. Yeah. Uh, is it time, by the way, to start calling him MVPG? I've heard of, that. Yeah. I've in, heard that. Yeah. Instead of uh, calling him playoff P or whatever everybody is calling yeah, him. Yeah. I mean, that, that's such that a played out thing, right? I mean, yeah. it was like, again, it was the pandemic. There's a lot of people who struggled with that. And I really think people who are discounting what people are going through in their minds, mentally, that is hard. I mean, people forget they were away from their family and friends, specifically your family. I mean, imagine being away from your wife and kids. Uh, it, it was it was so tough, and so and also missing out on certain magical moments, right? Like when you're a parent, I'm yeah. I'm under the assumption because I'm not a, I'm not a parent, so I'm not speaking for all parents out there. But you know, maybe you miss their first steps, maybe you miss their first word. And if the pandemic wasn't going on, the bubble wasn't going on, oh, yeah. you'd be able to be there physically with your kid and not miss out on these moments. I'm sure that that's going to mess with their psyche. One hundred percent. But this, even prior to the pandemic, he was called Playoff P. Well, yeah, you exactly. Know? And no, so, I like, get it. This is, this is something like, you know, everybody, let it die. Exactly. Even I am letting that nickname I mean, by die. the way, as someone who's covered the Clippers for almost 20 years, 
he was the one who at least took them and took them all the way to the conference finals. Again, Kawhi and Paul George got them to that point. But the, the performance Paul George had to win that game on the road in Utah and close out that series in Los Angeles, blowout style against Utah, as someone who's covered this team, you cannot short sell that. I mean, that, I mean, he should, when they build the new dome, they should have some monument or something. Because, I mean, what, what Paul George has meant to this team, again, not only the performance he had in the playoffs last year, but what's happening this season. If he keeps their head above water, if they are a playoff team and they get, again, a healthy, rested, fully rested Kawhi. You, I mean, think about how good Kawhi was when they did load management. Imagine if they did load management for an entire season and you get a fully healthy, fully rested Kawhi for the playoffs. Again, say he comes back for the last 10 games of the year, or the last five games of the year. And then you, you get this fully rested and healthy Kawhi for the playoffs. I mean, that's why I'm really thinking, listen, what, what's the odds on the Clippers right now? 20 to 1? 20 to 1. I mean, yeah. that's take take a flyer on that. I mean, just, just because of A, the way that they're playing, I think that they will be a, a playoff team. Have no insider information, but you got to imagine if the Clippers are continuing to, to, to play like this and they are a playoff team and Kawhi can come back for the postseason He'll be there for that. Um, G8, once we're done with the show today, I have some news for you. I am making the drive down to San Diego. Again, the mightier 1090 is heard throughout Southern California, from Baja to the Canadian Rockies, crystal clear from San Diego to Santa Barbara. But I will be heading down to San Diego for a uh, cool event sponsored by Michelob Ultra. It's called the Movement Live. Movement Live, and it's presented by Adaptive Training Foundation. Um, and again, it is taking place at Petco Park. I am going to be taking a cycling class. Now, me and, me and cycling classes don't fit because I got a big rear end. Me on these seats do not work, and I don't know how I'm going to be on that seat for six, 60 minutes, uh, but I'm going to try I'm going to try. There's going to be a live concert, a two-hour um, happy hour with live music. Zed will be providing the music. I am familiar with Zed because I do go to Las Vegas enough times where I do know he is very popular there. The happy hour set will be provided by Kim Lee. A lot of influencers will, will be there, G. I'm probably not one of them. Oh, don't cut yourself <laughs> short on that one, Mr. You know, tens of thousands followers on on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. But you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, Movement Live sponsored by Michelob Ultra. Um, and I've, I'm trying to think of the last, I, I've tried Soul Cycle, and that was a disaster for me because again, the Tukas is too big. The rear end is way too big for the seat. And so, and I didn't want to, I'm, I'm hoping they have one of those uh, seat things for me. I did not want to invest in one for one 60 minute class and I'm probably not going to make it through. Um, so hopefully they have something for me. I mean, I'd like to experience it. It'll be fun to be on the field at Petco Park, taking a cycling class. And once that's over, I'm having some uh, drinks, having some live music. Petco Park, we've been there. It was just such a fun place to go watch a game. We went way back in the day when the Dodgers and the Padres were contending for the National League West. Remember back then, G.A., 
the Padres were in first place in the d- division. And we were actually there during the Western Conference Finals. We watched, um, I think it was either game one or game two of that series in Phoenix. So we were there for that, um, the first two games there. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So I'm, I'm heading down there as soon as we're done with the show today. And then I will be checking in with you tomorrow from San Diego. So I'll I'll let you know if I survived, how I did, if I... If I made it, how my rear feels. Yeah, I can, I, I'm not a cycling fan. I'm not going to lie to you. The last time I took a cycling class, it was probably in like early 2000s. Yeah. That's how long it's been. But hopefully they provide one of those rear pads for you. I know. You know, because that, that'll be nice. That'll definitely... Um, Lessen the blow of the of it of the soreness, I guess. <laughs> exactly. um, but will you have a Michelob Ultra when you go? There? I will. Listen, I know you're a wine guy. We are both wine fans, wine snobs, wine aficionados, what have you. But Michelob, uh, the Michelob Ultra is great because fewer calories. So, I, like after the workout, it'll be a nice refreshing drink. Um, listen, I'm not going to lie. If they have some wine there, I'm going to try that. But I will. Have a Michelob Ultra. I'll bring back one for you. Um, but listen, it, 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 it's a cool event. And the cool thing that they're doing also is they are funding or they are given $100 million to sponsoring female sports. So I'm excited about that as well. Oh, that's awesome. Is it in the local area or no, no, no. just it's in a, general? It's just in general. That's so, great. you know, the professional uh, soccer league, uh, I think who else is on their campaign? But again, they have a lot of players for that. So yeah, they're definitely looking to support them and, 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 We'll see how I do. Again, if, <laughs> if, if this was a running event or an elliptical event, I don't know why they would have one of those, but I am a big fan of the elliptical, the cycling portion of it. We'll see how I do. I, I really have tried in the past to do Soul Cycle, but it, it is not good. Not good for me. Yeah, no. I mean, everybody has their stick, right? Like, I'm, I personally love yoga. Yeah. Um, yes, I play basketball, but at the same time, like, yoga sends me out. I know it sounds so cliche, but, yeah. um, you know, maybe, maybe cycling might be your new thing. Yeah. It could. You never know. Yeah. I mean, you I never know. I don't imagine unless um, I invest in a pad or unless um, this reader is not getting smaller, though, G. I mean, like, don't matter how much weight I, I lose, I think it, genetically speaking, I'm going to have a big tuchus, and that is just part of the deal <laughs> that I have, and it's okay. It's all good. I'm, 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 I'm proud of that. You know, I'm, some people uh, would love to trade spots with you, man. So Hey, you listen, know. you know, I'm, I'm going to learn how to twerk, you know, at some point, <laughs> put this to work. Um, uh, G, going back, so the Clippers, again, big win last night against Portland. Both the Lakers and the Clippers will be playing the uh, Miami Heat over the next two days. The Heat play the Lakers tonight. They take on the Clippers um, on Thursday. Uh, looking forward to both of those games. The Heat, by the way, finally looking like that championship team or that finals team that we saw in 2020. I don't think people realize if you spend 100 days in Florida in the bubble, you had no chance of winning squat the following year. I mean, when you look at the teams who were in the conference finals and how they did the following year, you look at the Lakers, the Heat, the Celtics, the Nuggets, none of those teams made it. Uh, I think the Nuggets maybe made it out of the first round, but then they, they got swept. So, um, yeah, the Heat look like they are for real again. So they're playing the Lakers tonight. Heat are the favorites. And here's why I actually like that bet. And here's why this is could could be something if you guys are looking to make a 
kind of a flyer wager out there. Say what you want about the Lakers. They are going to make things exciting at the end. They're not going to get blown out. Even if they're up by 26 points, GA, they, they, they're going to find a way to squander that lead and find a way for it to go down to the final shot of the game. So the Heat right now are, are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Listen, the, the Heat may win. I think the Heat probably will win. But I think that, that they win on the last-second shot. They win by two or, or three. Four-and-a-half, GA, you got to like the hook there. You got to like the hook. I do like the hook. I don't know if I like the hook for the Lakers, um, just because of the performance that they have had yeah. in the past. But, um, you know, things could change. I think that they'll also up their game, right? Because game recognizes game and you play to the level of your competition, in my personal opinion, I think, especially concerning the Lakers and what they've done in the last few games. I think that they play to the level of their competition. So maybe they'll up their game. But it's just so crazy to say because, like, they're a six and five team. They are, they are, they, like, <laughs> When, when teams like that, that are 500 teams, play quote-unquote down to the competition, it's like, who are you? Like, who are you that you think that you can, you know, just waltz into a game against the Thunder? Like, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> the Thunder were 2-6. and six. Their two of their wins came against the Lakers. All right, let's leave it there for now. do want to talk some more about this big Clippers win last night. I, I say big because they've won five in a row, and they're looking good. want to play for you guys. Re- Re- Reggie Jackson, he's one of my favorite players. The way that, that, that he's playing with this team right now, the camaraderie that they have, the chemistry that they have, you're going to hear it in his voice. We are going to play for you some Reggie Jackson when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 and 98.5 The Fan. We will be right back with the Arash Markazi Show. And you are listening to a new generation of radio, the all-new and Mightier 1090 AM. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio, the all-new and mightier 1090 AM. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5, the fan in Las Vegas. Again, the Clippers beating the Portland Trail Blazers last night, 117-109. That is the fifth straight win for the Clippers. Just a total team effort. Six players in double figures, all five starters in double figures. Paul George, 24 points. Reggie Jackson, 23 points. And that is the player that I want to focus on right now. Reggie Jackson, the way that he's playing this season. And this is the guy. When Kawhi was basically sidelined or we found out he would be done for the majority of this season, I said, if Reggie Jackson can play this season like he did during the playoffs, the Clippers have a chance to be a a playoff team. And if they can just get to the playoffs and bring back a healthy, rested Kawhi, that could be a problem for a lot of teams out West. And Jackson is continuing to play like that right now. His season, uh, he is um, averaging 17.6 points per game, four and a half assists, three and a half boards. But let's now hear from him because he really touches on how tight-knit a group this is. Let's now hear last night, post-game from Reggie Jackson. Hey, I don't know. Last couple days, some things been happening. First of all, uh, Reggie, I'm uh, nice hoodie, by the way. I appreciate it. You know, representing my man Kawhi. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I guess I gotta ask that first. Uh, like, how did how did the 
How did y'all all get on the same page with the click gang or don't bang hoodies? This is too. This is a Kawhi's cool thing. I ain't gonna lie. So he came up silly. I seen it and it just stuck to me. I was like, yeah, I want one. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, he just kind of leased all of us. So, nah, it's kind of, I guess, kind of our motto, same way with the LAR way type thing. So, yeah, I think it's stuck. But, uh, yeah, no, nah, he's the pioneer of this. Or right. whoever he worked with. But, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I want to be like, be like Kawhi. So that's why I got this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so, Going, just going to this game real quick. Y'all played 10 of them now. Uh, that starting lineup, you and Bled especially, uh, you, you probably knew it was going to take some time to uh, figure things out. Uh, y'all probably have more time. Uh, just from your perspective, how is that coming together? Uh, you know, start off a little rough, but we're still figuring each other out. Um, I think we're doing better, trying to defend a lot better in the backcourt, um, figure out matchups, doing those type of things. And then offensively, um, just trying to bring them along. Honestly, I think from the end of the season, we're trying to bring them along, get them acclimated, understanding um, our play sets. And then even from there, mostly, uh, even though we have sets, we're kind of free flowing playing team. We like to get on transition. We like to move, uh, use our athleticism. So just trying to get them acclimated with that and get the game easier. Uh, you know, allow not only just Paul to have touches, but, you know, for from him and myself to be able to make plays. So we're, we're going to get better at it. We're going to figure out how to play off each other more and more. But um, we just want him to be aggressive and we want him to play fast, play early, um, you know, attack, get in the lane, pro, make plays, um, you know, and then take his shots. So uh, I think we're figuring it out slowly but surely, and I think we can get better. Reggie, uh, this is a bit of a two-parter here, but first, uh, you got back on that transition play in the fourth quarter. I don't know if you forced the miss, but you you helped force the miss there. What did you point out on the bench when you guys were celebrating that? Oh, uh, D.C., DC, um, that's his thing ever since last year. So it's called save a possession. So, um, it doesn't matter how it's done and just get back trying to find a way to, to make a big play. I, I know I didn't get a block on it. I didn't necessarily do much. I was trying to poke at it. And then, um, I was happy to, to be able to get stopped, but we made it even better. Honestly, if a lot of people watch, it was more of a one on three and they had two guys coming back to rebound and, um, for Paul to have made that turnover at that point and to not, to not stop, to get back, to box out and draw a foul. Um, for myself, that was probably one of the proudest moments of the game. Honestly, I couldn't stop <laughs> harping about it. I couldn't stop congratulating him about it. I uh, wanted to give him a big hug, you know, just for not giving up on the play. I know it's tough. Shots aren't falling sometimes. Um, you may feel some foul calls aren't getting called. He's, he's getting raked. He's attacking. He's playing aggressive for us. He's making a lot of plays. Um, we asked him to do so much on both ends of the, on the ball. So for him to have, you know, what could be a crucial turnover, I think it was five points we were up by or seven at the time. And for him to get back and draw that foul, um, after I was fortunate enough to make coming to miss was, was a huge play for us. So. I think that's something that we've been trying to build, um, that they've built into our culture and something that we try to embrace as players. So whenever somebody makes a hustle play like that, uh, I found ourselves, um, even from last year, since they brought that here, we've found joy in that. That is, I think that's something that defines our team. We love the chance to, to get back and just save a play. We don't like turning over. We don't like allowing guys to get on run, but. I don't know why it's been contagious, but there's something about that for us. And I'm proud to be part of this group, um, be part of a group who loves finding ways to just to give it your all, to make hustle and um, to embrace embrace those little things that don't necessarily show up in the stat, stat sheet.
<clears throat> you kind of answered, went into my next part, but you guys are missing one of the best defensive players probably of all time, Kawhi, and you're still top three, top four defense in the league. How are you? How are you doing it? Um, our will, our will, and our discipline. Um, and we take a lot of time. We watch film. We're figuring out <clears throat> what our coverages are. Who we want, to, who we want to have the ball, who we don't want to have the ball, um, whether they're on offense or on defense. And then, um, just our will, our communication. We've, I think we've gotten better. Um, that's something that even since my time first getting here is something we've been trying to improve steadily. And I think it's, it's been getting better as we've been pushing ourselves and we're holding ourselves accountable. And the more that we talk, <clears throat> the more fun the game gets on that end. So, um, everybody's been embracing that challenge and <laughs> Zoo. Zoo and myself and a few of us are actually even joking about um, Luke's willingness to play defense. Honestly, um, just to see his maturation this season, the way he's hunting shots, the way he's creating shots for us, just because he's been such a threat um, on offense. And then now the way that he's locking in on defense um, and giving his best effort. He's giving his best effort. He understands what we're trying to get accomplished. Um, he understands where help's coming from, where he needs to be able to help. And um, it's just getting contagious throughout the team. And it's, it's fun. Like, this is fun. It's fun figuring out. It's frustrating starting off one and four, but it's fun winning five more. And it's just fun to go out here and, and to play with these guys and take on all these challenges and see where we are and to take it day by day. Hey, Reggie, uh, in what ways has Paul's leadership impacted you and the group this season? It's been amazing. You know, I mean, when you got your best player playing that hard on both sides of the floor, um, like I said, we ask a lot of them on offense, not just to necessarily score the ball, but to attack the paint for us now, to make plays, um, <clears throat> to protect the ball, um, even while doing all that, and then to get back into play, you know, honestly, one through five, to rebound the way we ask them to rebound. Um Shoot, even him having to be smart and intelligent enough to play 33 minutes for us with five fouls. Like, that's, he's leading. He's leading by example. He's leading when we need him to raise his voice. And he's doing everything <clears throat> that the team's asking him and more. Like, it's, it's been fun. Um, and we'll call him a brother for 10 years now. You know, um, finally playing together with this two and a half season together and just to watch his maturation. To watch his drive, to see him want it, to see him push himself is, it's been a blessing to be by his side and, and watch this man get better and to see what he's been doing. Honestly, um, I don't think it's going to be his last play of the week. I don't think he, we've seen his best games. And, um, when a guy like that competes the way he does, everybody around him has to elevate their game. So I think he's leading by example for us. And, uh, it's putting the onus on all of us to go out here and be the best versions of ourselves. And, um, yeah, it's been phenomenal. It's been phenomenal to be, to be by his side and to be part of this group. Reggie, um, obviously there's a lot going on in the course of the game, but did you happen to notice the kid that jumped up and like flexed at Paul in the fourth quarter? <laughs> no, I wish. I wish I'd have saw it, but right, hopefully I get to definitely see it in film. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm definitely going to be looking for it. Was he on our baseline or? He's opposite. Okay, uh, opposite baseline. Right. I'm going to have to look for that. Uh, <laughs> that might be why Paul was flexing so hard. We were all feeling the moment, but that's, there it goes. Oh, I like the kid right there. No, nah, that's when we take that in. Like, this is the best part of having fans back. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like, for myself, I've 
I didn't notice how much fans make the game. Um, I always told people I kind of blank when I'm playing until a few uproars and hearing all the time, but like this energy being back in the building, um, at home has been, been outstanding. Like we've needed it. We've needed it at times. We needed the energy. We've, we've needed that fun, just that embrace from our fans and encouragement. So to have them out in games has been amazing. Like and then for to see that pick is a blast. So now I'm glad. I'm glad I've, I've been happy. I don't know where our protocols are, but I've been happy just to dab fans up coming out. Like it's been a blast to interact with everybody again, even going on the road to shoot, love to be hated. Like, yeah, I, I, for somebody who doubted it necessarily uh, after 10 years in, I definitely, um, I think I've had an epiphany, so I can go ahead and tell the fans I appreciate y'all. Y'all make this game what it is. So that's coming from somebody who doesn't necessarily <laughs> say much. So now I appreciate every fan of this game. And, um, shoot, I think I speak probably for everybody in the NBA. Like, we're happy to have y'all back. So these interactions, this makes what we do so much fun and so enjoyable. <clears throat> hey, Reggie, congrats on the win and the five game win streak. Um, I just want to know you guys have won a variety of different ways. You know, today you were shooting really hot. The other the one, another game, you had a 20 point comeback. It's 22 0 run. Is there a particular game in this five game stretch that, you know, surprised you guys the most that you pulled out of a win or that you were most impressed with? Not at all, been ugly and gritty. Like, that's been, that's been the fun part about it is. <clears throat> I know I've been overemphasizing fun. That's what the best part about it, honestly, is is you never want to get behind, but having to get in the trenches with your with your teammates to find out what you're made of, um, to find out how much belief you can hold on to, honestly, throughout the ebbs and flows of a game, um, getting down, especially getting down to 20 plus. Um, we know it's nothing new in this league the way everybody shoots the three ball. 20s become like the new 10, so. You know, you're going to have chances. We got to, we got to try to protect the ball. That's one thing we're trying to do and do the best at that. So we can get as many chances as we can to, to stay within the game. And then I'm um, trying to limit people on these, on their offensive rebound opportunities. So I think we're doing better at that. And then it's giving ourselves a chance to battle back. But, um, <clears throat> one like this is, it's been special. Another one, um, playing a, a talented team. I'm in Charlotte. You can go back to all of them. I think the best part is just honestly finding ways to win. And um, who might Minnesota might be one of the best ones, honestly. I don't think we shot necessarily well, but it was. Um, I think that was that was the best part about it was we found a way throughout turnovers, <clears throat> throughout um, poor shooting performances, to continue to lock in and trust our defense and. If I had to choose one, that, that might be the best one yet. But all these have been fun because it's been fun. It's been a blast. It's been a blast just finding out what we're made of and finding out that um, we can do it defensively. We, we know we're capable of offensively. We think we're only going to get better. We think we can continue to get better. We're going to go back and watch film and figure out how to be better in that aspect. But that's been the best part of it is we're finding a way to do it defensively and um, undermanned. We're finding a way. Um, Without arguably the best defensive player in the league, we're finding a way to do it. Um, without one of our big brothers, you know, Marcus, <clears throat> just getting back surge, um, without being healthy and probably being counted out, we're finding a way to 
lock in on the defense end and we know our offense will come. So that's been the best part of these this five-game win streak is we're getting it down on that side. <clears throat> Reggie, uh, speaking of offense, though, uh, Ty mentioned after the Charlotte game, he thought you guys got another level to get to offensively, particularly in transition. You guys were good in transition tonight. <laughs> and I see you raising your eyebrows there. What's been, what will be the thing and what has been the thing that's kind of going to progress the transition offense? Is it camaraderie, time on the floor? Uh, I think a little bit of both. I think it's going to be time together, time on the floor, um, understanding who likes what lane, um, playing more free. You know, we haven't had a lot of us, our core is necessarily probably been together, but just a few new guys we're implementing, guys who are very capable of attacking. We want them to be aggressive in transition, but just figuring out each other's floor spacing, figuring out where guys like the ball, figuring out where guys like to be, and then um, where these teams are. So I think early in the season, we've probably been, there's been a little fine line between being too aggressive and then being um, too passive. So we're going to spend more time on it. We're going to get in practice. We're going to continue to work on it. But I think that's kind of been our thing is, you know, trying to be too friendly at times, feeding guys, worrying about guys. And then other times um, we're just too aggressive trying to hit seams. So we're going to, like I said, I think we're going to find a good balance and we're going to get back to playing simple but aggressive basketball. And I think, I think we can take care of that aspect because we know we're getting a lot of fast break opportunities. We just have to start converting them and um, giving ourselves either easier leads, more leads, or um, stop getting so far behind with uh, these with these chances and stop missing because yeah we got too much damn talent to be passing up easy baskets in transition so i think once we figure that out of course the, the sky's the limit for us uh nick batum has made i think 22 of his amazing last... i don't even know what you're asking it was amazing this is a good segue actually everything that you guys ask of him he seems to do it pretty well, well. Have you ever seen he's unflappable? Have you ever seen him flappable? Have you ever, like, does he ever get like out of sorts? Because he always seems very steady. As someone who's been around him for now, uh, yeah. the only time Nico's mad is when we're not doing our job, and particularly <laughs> defensively. But I ain't gonna lie. For myself, I grew up. We just beat him, but Portland was my second favorite team, so. I got to watch Nico like a lot young. I've always admired his game. I've always been in love with his demeanor, the way he plays, the way he carries himself. And I think it was in third, maybe that early fourth, like when we needed it. He already plays amazing defense. Like dude's gonna pick up 94 feet. Like he's crazy. Dude's played the most minutes for us last year. I think played the most minutes in the Olympics. Came back, was picking up full court, four and four. Just the win tonight, six, eight from three, seven or nine from field. Like, didn't take a lot to make him. Plays the best offensive player night in, night out. Doesn't complain. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you can be a better dude or, or better teammate. Like, Anything we need from him, defensively, offensively, needing to play center last year, needing to play center this year at times, like there's nothing he can't do. Run the point for us, score, shoot it, make big shots, big time defensive plays. Like when you got a guy like that in the trenches with you, you're so Don, like you're blessed. Like you know you're truly blessed. These are rare. He's in rare air, the things he does. Um 
doesn't ask for credit. Like, I just hope he's never overlooked. Like, that guy is special. What he does, he's honestly glue, like the glue for our team. Like, he holds us down whatever we need. Silent Assassin isn't going to say much. Like, I, I, man, like, he deserves his flowers. Like, honestly, he deserves his flowers. He's been big for us. He's, he's been integral. He's honestly been one of the biggest reasons why we've run this five game win streak. And I'm just happy to be able to call him a teammate. Like, yo, 22 points on nine shots. <laughs> Dude is, then Dame has 27 on 23. CJ guarded 15 shots to get 13. I mean, those are great players. We're, we're asking him to play both sides of the ball without necessarily getting credit. Like, and he does it. He does it. And I'm just proud to call him a teammate. I'm proud to call him a brother. I'm proud to be able to lace up with him each and every night. And I feel bad for the league. Like, I do. I feel bad for the league. Like, we got a matchup against that guy. And shoot, we're, we're as deep as we are. And he just gets to come out here and be himself. Like, that dude is. Yeah. Nah, he's a superhero. He honestly, he's a, he's a superhero, and nah, he deserves flowers. That's all I got. I, I can't say more. Like, um, I'm lucky to have him as a teammate. We're all lucky. All right, that was Reggie Jackson. By the way, I mean, if you're interested about the uh, T-shirt, Clip Gang or Don't Bang, it's a pretty great shirt uh, and sweater, and I don't know... He credited Kawhi. I don't know if that's Kawhi's company, but you can certainly, if you just Google Clip Gang or Don't Bang, there's a lot of people selling that hoodie, selling that T-shirt. But um, again, I just like the way that the Clippers are playing right now. They have that chemistry that it, you can't quantify that. When you have it, you just know it and you can see it. And they've won five in a row. They take on the Heat Thursday. They continue to to uh, be at home. They play uh, the Timberwolves Saturday, Chicago Sunday, the Spurs on Tuesday before they go back on the road. But this is a stretch of games right here that if they could put six, seven, eight, nine wins together, this is a fun team. And so we'll, we'll see how they continue to play together, if they make some moves before the trade deadline. Again, I don't think this is a roster that you get touch. You just hope that they figure out a way to make it into the playoffs. And if you're in the playoffs and you get Kawhi, you're going to be a problem. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. The Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. So it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard times. Worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.